0: Not all bald people are strong, but all strong people are bald. We watched One Punch Man and we're here to answer the question: was it a Kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Quietus Appointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host producer, weeb of all trades, and regular guy with a metal bat and an iron will, PJ.
1: (laughs) And me, a crab villain, even though I'm allergic to shellfish,
2: Skylar.
0: It's very selfish of you to say that, and joining us today is the newest c rank hero member of the Hero Association, Lauren.
2: Hello, I am a no-punch lady. No violence for me, thank you. Ooh. Pacifist
0: Lauren. <laughs> Lauren might as well be Sweden.
2: I, I could be Sweden, World War I and Two.
0: I had a dream yesterday where one of our friends was nominated president of Sweden, and they kept trying to just make me take it, and I was like, nope,
2: no thank you. <laughs> She would be nominated, and then it instantly be like, "Oh, I don't want this." <laughs> <laughs> she just kept. They just kept being like, "No, no, no." PJ's the president
0: of Sweden. And I was like, "You're the one that was elected."
2: <laughs> you can't just <laughs> shirk off your I, responsibility I now. Just kept
0: going up and being like, "I, fr- I hereby abdicate the throne back to you."
2: And she's like, That's... "Oh no, no, I abdicate it back to you." <laughs> well, today we are finishing out Super
0: Powered Month with One Punch Man.
2: Punch.
0: Tell me, Lord Based mm-hmm. on that name alone, I mean, it tells you a lot, right there. In the title what do you think this anime is going to be about
2: it does um so i'm thinking this is about a superhero and he kind of like tiger and bunny he only has like one really super powered punch he can use like a day kind of like in D terms where once per right. long it's rest one a day ability it's yeah. your one a day one punch i'm going to use my one punch of avi- ability to get rid of these villains so i think that's what it's going to be i think it's going to be about this man who is fighting crime and has one super powered punch he can use, and he has to be very judicious as to when he can use it. And are all the
0: rest of his punches weak?
2: They're still, or like, are
0: they like trained punches? Like they're still going to hurt, but that one punch—that's the gotta one. Save that for the big boss. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah.
2: That's like you know he still has really good attacks. He's still a very adept fighter. He might have other superpowers, but the one punch is like the big one, right? So that's yeah. the one you save to like knock the villain clean off this planet.
0: All right, all right. I love that. I would love to see uh, kind of, you know, the restraint and the d- tacti- tactical decision-making mm-hmm. that's to go into, like, who does this one punch go to? And who knows, maybe some episodes he uses it on the wrong person. Yeah. And, you know, it it's a big thing. So we're, we'll see where this goes, mm-hmm. or maybe we won't. Oh, Just tell me, once you saw that poster, did your thoughts change at all?
2: It didn't, no, because I am assuming this bald man with this cape is our one punch man because he has his fist- closed in um, a punching motion. That is a great prediction. Thank you. You know, I knew you
0: liked Sherlock Holmes. I didn't know you were Sherlock Holmes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Please keep my secrets safe. Um, Yeah, so this gentleman here is our one punch man. He seems to be um, very grumpy. So he's going to have to definitely work on his diplomacy and figuring out, you know, when to use his one punch ability (laughs) <laughs> and then behind him, we have this silver Iron Man gentleman situation where I'm thinking that is our one punch hero's nemesis because they like clearly have been fighting. Look at the destruction around them. And
0: and he, his secret is that he takes two punches to destroy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's like that's the eternal like fight right, is this one punch man. He's still a very good fighter. He may have flight just because of what his cape is doing, right? But he has to, he's going to end up coming across this this man behind him who has the repulsor in his palm, like Iron Man does. And they're going to end up just <laughs> continually fighting each other. That's your hero and nemesis. That's your Superman and Lex Luthor, except your hero is bald this time. Instead of your villain. You know, real
0: subversive here. There's no good bald people. Name one good bald person in, in uh in,
2: in comic fiction. book in comic book history, one good yeah. bald person. That, mm.
1: Probably that one storyline that most definitely has Lex Luthor as the good guy and Clark Kent as the bad guy. That has to exist, right? But that, about- I mean,
0: you can argue you could argue depending on your you know viewpoint on society and morality that always exists
2: it's true yeah what about uh charles xavier
0: charles xavier kind of a shitty guy
2: manipulative he's the dumbledore there you go so okay not a great not a great man but doing things for the greater good question mark
0: yeah there you go probably the secondary to this would be uh the only other good uh, the only other good bald characters are pretty much like half of the black superheroes. And Vin Diesel. Comic artists don't know how to draw black hair, so they're like bald.
2: Nick, Got it. Nick Fury? Question. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you know so interesting. Is. Is, like
0: it's so interesting now that everyone looks at Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. When I remember, I mean, as a longtime comics fan, I remember when they announced Nick Fury as Sam, uh, no, Sam Jackson as Nick Fury, and everyone was like what the fuck because Nick Fury is a stereotypical looking white guy in the comics what did you not know this
2: I did not know this I've yeah, only no. ever known Nick Samuel Fury Jackson. is a
0: white guy like just straight up a white guy he's been around uh since like you know the the World War One, World War Two era oh, oh that
1: makes God. sense racism and
0: you know he's had a very iconic design like his look was very iconic he was in a lot of things comic book wise obviously because he's nick fury right i remember being on internet forums where people were like samuel l jackson what the fuck
2: (laughs) (laughs) now i can't imagine anyone nothing
0: against him right but it was like everyone was like nick fury is a fucking white White guy guy. like i'll tell you who played him in the original nick fury movie david hasselhoff and he was a pretty good casting for nick fury
2: that's what he looks like in the comics is hasselhoff (laughs) oh my god i'll show you what
0: the i'll you know i just at this point have to show you what the original fury i
2: really like. really want to see it i'm very excited for this i can i can only see sam l jackson that's all i've ever known
0: it's like not underwhelming but like you know i think at the it's underwhelming comparatively mm-hmm. but this is this was his design for a long time
2: oh my god
0: this is nick fury Whoa. to comic book readers for decades
2: huh well there he is Yeah, David Hasselhoff's a a great casting choice.
0: Yeah. No, so there is a Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. movie starring David Hasselhoff. And I'm sure if you only knew about (laughs) Sam Jackson, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? This just rocked my world.
1: This is very relevant right now on the TikToks because a lot of people are doing... Uh, Fan art of like, you know, famous anime characters as uh, POCs, Mm -hmm. and the white people are being fucking racist.
0: I mean, it's all happening on Twitter and then just being reposted on TikTok.
1: That's what I mean. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) <laughs> yes I am
0: big I am uh, very big on the discourse on this because it started with Spy Family there's a lot of people re- redrawing Anya as a little black girl and it was super cute it's beautiful. and then all of the racists were like wow way to ruin this anime wow <gasps> those people always need to make their presence done. they're saying much worse things but you know, yeah.
2: what? oh I, no and it's become a
0: whole thing you know what we like don't super need to get into this right now <laughs> but I will say like a, uh, if you're racist, uh, just stop listening to our podcast. Yeah, uh, ideally, you would have gotten that hint by now. Uh, also, though, if you're like, wow, you know what ruins anime? Black people. And you're like, but I'm not racist. You are. And stop listening you to our podcast. I was going to say, you
1: are racist. You, you are. Yeah. Especially because, like anime doesn't even really depict white people unless it, it specifically Japanese says Japanese people exactly. and all the white
0: people are like ah yes me
2: um, <laughs> God. Uh, not
0: but with all of that said um I like those predictions this man <gasps> with you. one punch and mm-hmm. his villain who takes two to destroy there you go
2: <laughs> the eternal battle
0: commences. the eternal battle and we will see it commence as mm-hmm. we watch episodes one and two of one punch man so we'll be right back stay tuned All right, we're back and we have Lauren watch episodes one and two of One Punch Man. Lauren, tell me what did you think?
2: Oh my god, um, this is not what I was thinking it was going to be in terms of the One Punch situation. Um, he only needs One Punch to destroy literally everybody. Um, and this was so much funnier. The poster looks so serious, but this was this was just a delight. I loved watching this. <laughs> it's yeah, amazing. It's, uh,
0: <laughs> it's I mean, it's one of my favorite anime of all time. It's like top fifteen. I think it's like. You know, I did my ranking and it's like somewhere like 11, 12 range. Wow. Um, I love this anime so much. I have, I'm caught up with the web comic, which I'll get into in a bit. Ooh. Um, and, you know, it's just, I love what it does for storytelling. Cause like, I think at first you think it's going to be serious. Then you think it's going to be a joke. And then very quickly you realize like there is still that seriousness to it.
1: Mm-hmm. The seriousness is depression. It sure
0: is. I mean, to an extent, right? And, like, you know, kind of explores what it it means to be powerful and to be a hero. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all the best hero stories explore what it means to be a hero. And I think One Punch Man does a great job of it. So let's kind of talk about how we got there by going through some context. So One Punch Man started off as a webcomic by the mangaka One. The webcomic began running in 2009 and is still ongoing. The art in the comics is admirable it's not great (laughs) why did
2: you pause so much Uh, it's it's
0: it's you know it's serviceable it's there it does its job i'll show you it real quick
2: please do i'm very curious now (laughs) you're choosing your words very carefully out of respect lauren oh oh, of course right i'm so sorry
0: The art's not, again, the art's not bad. It serves no. its purpose, but it is not good. Not what we're used to.
2: <laughs> Certainly not. What's the best the story, art I've ever seen.
1: But the story
0: <laughs> is amazing, right? It's mm. where it really shines, which is why manga artist Yusuke Murata reached out to one to professionally illustrate a manga adaptation of the comics. Wow. So the wow. manga remake of the webcomic runs in Tonari no Young Jump magazine and began releasing in June 2012 and is obviously also still ongoing mm. with a current total of 25 volumes. The anime obviously is more based on Murata's art style. Yes. than On Ones. <laughs> yes. uh, so obviously you do get a glimpse of Ones' art style in it and they are chef's kiss. Yeah. Really. Right. But- the anime was directed by Shingo Natsume and produced by Studio Madhouse for season one, which is the same director and production team behind Sunny Boy. Oh, uh, before that's Before right. being taken over, yeah, before being taken over to Studio JC staff and being directed by Chikata Sakurai for season two, fans argue about. A lot of fans think season two, uh, two's art and direction aren't as good as season one's. I still really like season one, but you know, I'll leave that to I leave that to other people to form their opinion. I didn't personally feel like season two uh was as much of a downgrade as other people made it out to be
1: Mm. Mm. okay okay so the series
0: ran for 24 episodes plus 13 ovas from october 2015 to july 2019 between two seasons and we still don't have any official word but fans are confident we'll get a season three announcement sometime soon I in addition so. to all of this, there are also two One Punch Man video games, an American live-action adaptation in the works that I have zero hope for, uh, since Avi Arad is humming it. Uh, and if you don't know who Avi Arad is, he's like the head producer over at Sony. So, you know, he's like the in charge of Sony's non-Spider-Man Spider-Man universe with such hits as Morbius, oh. and the only movie that will ever outsell Morbius, Bad Bunny's El Muerto movie, you know, world-famous Spider-Man villain El Muerto who appeared in two issues of the comics getting his own movie <laughs> over there at the sony universe hmm. but with that avia slander out of the way let's get into episode <laughs> one and two a monster named vaccine man wreaks havoc in a city and is about to kill a young girl when a bald hero named saitama intervenes and kills him with a single punch saitama recalls the events three years earlier that pushed him to become a hero after saving a boy with a cleft chin from carabalante saitama resolves to become a hero but becomes too powerful for his own satisfaction Following taking out the Brain and Brawn Brothers, one of whom is a mutated giant, Saitama has a dream about a subterranean race who invades Earth's surface and actually pose a challenge to him, rekindling a passion for battle he has been missing for years. However, when Saitama wakes up, he finds that the real subterranean race is extremely weak, and he is disappointed. <laughs> He kills their leader and the rest immediately retreat. Later, a cyborg named Genos tracks out a mutant called Mosquito Girl, whose mosquito swarm drains blood out of everyone they come across within the city. Genos has a difficult time with Mosquito Girl, who almost forces him to activate his self-destruct as a last resort to stop her. Saitama then suddenly stumbles into the fight, easily killing Mosquito Girl with a single swat. Despite Genos' extremely boring explanation of his past, Saitama agrees to make Genos his apprentice. Soon after, Mosquito Girl's fellow mutants from the House of Evolution try to capture Saitama with only armored gorillas surviving as he agrees to answer the hero's questions of where he came from and why they're here to get him. And that's episodes one and two of One Punch Man.
1: So, go do it. A little boring fun fact, but super exciting for me, maybe. Not fun fact, but reference. Uh, (laughs) PJ and I were watching it uh, in dub yesterday, so we could eat dinner, et cetera. And, um, you know, like, the giant that's, like, moving around? I was like, oh, that's very, like, Attack on Titan. And this bitch was voiced by my boy, my boy Bryce Pappenbrook. Was he really? A.K.A. Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not the only audio reference that we got they do because there's like a lot of you know jokes about like similar designed characters mm-hmm. in some of the villains and but especially in this first episode because you have again the brawn the brain and brawn but specifically Braun, who just looks like the armored titan he does very funny to have bryce pappenberg voice him for the attack on <laughs> titan reference similar thing uh vaccine man looks a lot like piccolo from dragon ball z and they okay. got christopher sabbath who voices piccolo in the in the dragon ball z dub to voice <laughs> vaccine man
1: oh that's so just a so cute little fun. Funny. Cute little
0: nods there but overall i do not recommend the dub it is
1: it's not great not great oh really? um, we just
0: uh we are like dub while we're eating dinner because like i don't want to look down at my food and miss like a line of dialogue people right but if we're just sitting and watching anime obviously nine times out of ten we're sub unless the dub is perfection
1: mm-hmm. like full metal alchemist brotherhood
0: or dress up darling. But obviously, we had Lauren watch this in sub. The first time we watched it, it was in sub. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, do not watch the dub except for those two little tiny references that are super cute. So fun. <laughs> but, Lauren, you seem to have had a lot of fun with this anime.
2: I did. Yes. I've never. I mean, there's always like this super powerful hero, right? There's like your Superman's whatever. But I've never seen a story like this where he's so powerful. He's become. So bored with crime fighting because he's like, I destroy everything that I come up against. Well,
1: actually, I feel like you have experienced that literally
2: in Ranking of Kings with King Boss. That's true. I mean, he was super powerful. He wasn't the number one king, though.
0: Yeah, but that's only cuz he didn't want to be.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Like, cuz that he was a the number thing. one king
0: in strength, but mm-hmm. like he was only not he was number one in strength, which is what mattered to him until he was like, "Wow, you know, it's kind of like the like uh Alexander re- uh, looked back and realized there was no more worlds left to conquer, so he mm-hmm. wept." Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, just like that. Very much like that. This was also much funnier than I thought oh, yeah. it was. <laughs> 100%. Oh my god, I love the different art styles. Where it's like super intense and really detailed. And then it flashes back to Saitama and he's just standing there. Well,
0: and then Saitama, you know, when he gets serious, gets his, you know, his being in the up. same art style. His
2: yossified. His, yossified. <laughs> his yossified. Who taught Lauren children
1: language? <laughs> oh what? you're older than me who d- you're d-
0: both older than me you old old
2: w- i know i don't s- go around saying yassified <laughs> oh it's something my co-workers what? and i say a lot whenever we improve something say, we say Skylar, we you have to realize
0: it. you have to realize that lauren works with like 20 year olds i do um, i work with young works just like with we youth. do we all work at the same place we all have coworkers who like you like will like get to know and become really good friends with and you're like ah you're Ten years younger yeah. than me. How is I was that gonna possible? Say, not
1: one of my best friends, basically being ten
2: years younger than I am. <laughs> see, see, but yeah, no, he gets yassified with, with the rest of the people. <laughs> what does he get, Lauren? Yassified. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mean to keep saying it? Is that oh going to be the podcast God. today?
1: It's just this is very that that scene from Lion King with Ed with Mufasa. Where
2: <laughs> oh, do <God>. it again <laughs> well I really
0: do love this anime a lot obviously as mm-hmm. I said I I just sped through it when season one came out and the second season two came out I just sped through that I really love um, kind of the journey right like at the end of the day like Saitama's journey isn't one to get more powerful which is usually the journey in stories like this mm-hmm. it's kind of the journey to figure out what what his drive is and what his passion is you know right? yeah because uh, at the end of the day uh it, especially i think it's challenged a lot in season two and again i am caught up on like the full story mm-hmm. and oh, man we're getting we're in some good good shit right now but saitama has to reckon not necessarily with not being strong enough to defeat his enemies but kind of why he does what he does what what's the right thing to do mm-hmm. and who's a good person versus who's a bad person. And, you know, that also gets very complicated as you meet more of the heroes and, you know, um, you meet, you get to know like the hero association and like the different rankings and, Um, you know, it's just, it's a very good, well-built world. Like what I love about One Punch Man is that it is honestly a very amazingly written superhero world and story Mm -hmm. just with the most interest, just with the weirdest protagonist in the middle of it. (laughs) Like one did not skip on the world building or anything in sacrifice of the comedy of Saitama being who he is. Right? He was like, nah, this is real good shit that I'm going to (laughs) write, but the protagonist is just... More powerful than everyone, and it doesn't matter.
2: And he just literally, like, stumbles into fights, and he's like, oh, okay, this is happening. (laughs) I guess I'll deal with it. There's a
0: character that you meet in season two who uh, is one of my favorites, because his whole... He's, like, considered one of the most powerful heroes of all time, Um, but it's literally just because he's happened to be there at the aftermath of several Saitama fights, and people just (laughs) always give him credit for it. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> People are like, "Damn, you're fucking strong!"
2: And he's like, I, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> or maybe he fully takes credit. I haven't seen it yet. Who knows? will see it eventually. I, maybe. Sure. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if you will like this. Who knows? <laughs> We're um, not at that yeah, part of the podcast yet. The, the
0: structure of the show, uh, at least in episode one and two, I think uh you know gives you a good idea of Saitama as a protagonist who is struggling, and he wants like the thrill of the fight. But at the end of the day, like he is still saving people on a grand scale every day but like it's almost boring to him to do that and that's a challenging place to be in right like Mm -hmm. again it's like oh i'm doing the right thing but like i don't feel satisfied and how Mm -hmm. do you reconcile with that
2: yeah absolutely the problem with boredom is like boredom turns a lot of heroes into villains Mm -hmm. absolutely because then you know you start you have to keep asking yourself well what's next you know what what do I keep working yeah. for?
1: I feel like you start, like, gambling with yourself. You're just like, oh, I wonder how long it's going to take me to save this person. And, like, can I save them at the last minute? And they keep, like, I don't know, doing <laughs> more risky, mm-hmm. cute little gambles to keep it exciting.
2: Yeah. I mean, the whole fight with the crab, he he was strong even back then. But he's like, well, I have to get stronger to protect people. So he does. And now he's like, okay, well, I am strong enough. I can do yeah. this. I can do it very easily. What's next?
1: I mean, and that's before his very vigorous training to become where he went the strongest,
2: <laughs> where he became bald because <laughs> he trained yeah. so hard. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's an interesting concept. To like, oh, I trained so hard, I went bald. But then I like sat there and thought about it, and I was like, huh. Almost every strong person like insanely strong person is bald. It's hard to find like a power lifter or someone in that like range that isn't bald.
2: Like um... I, I was sitting
0: back and thinking, I was like, well, the rocks bald. And then I was thinking back about when I was watching like those world's strongest competition shows. And most of those guys are bald. And even the ones that I saw at first with hair, the stronger they got, the quicker they went bald. So and I'm like holy shit, huh. do you just lose your hair when you get buff as fuck?
2: Like so strong. what
1: happens is cuz I like kind of experienced this, you know, with my like super working out and stuff. Mm. No, but um, <laughs> this was like an aftermath thing, an aftermath thing of like COVID when like we almost died from COVID is your body holds onto a lot of stress Um, When you're like battling something Um, and then once your body finally relaxes, your hair starts to fall out and eventually will grow back.
0: So it's because they're battling those gains.
1: Yes. (laughs) So like when you're going. Yeah. So when you are going through like a large amount of stress, your body will tense up. And then as soon as like it relaxes, everything relaxes.
0: (laughs) Well, I also think, oh. I think that's partially it, but I think there's actually like a more realistic reason
2: guess, or, it's a more, in a, the or more
0: accurate reason, which is um, when you're injured, your body will focus all its attention on healing the injury. And if you're severely injured, you do start to lose your hair because your body's not maintaining you know, like something unnecessary, like your hair. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so, when, I mean, when you're, I mean, you know, you talk about it a lot when you are doing weightlifting. The only way you build muscle is essentially by destroying your muscles. Mm-hmm. You're basically, like, right. tearing your muscles and getting them to grow back stronger.
1: Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking metal. It's pretty fucking metal Very when you think metal, about weightlifting. Honestly. Like,
0: you're basically just building muscle scar tissue, but not really, right? You yeah. are building more muscle, but it comes from kind of, like, the severe damaging Destroying of your current it. muscles. So they yeah. can grow back stronger.
1: Darwinism, baby. Your muscles are bullying your other muscles.
0: You're constantly healing your muscles because you're constantly just getting jacked. Right. Maybe you are just like, all right, hair out of the way.
2: I can't deal with you anymore. And
0: also probably to an extent, they're also like, I'm weightlifting all the time. I don't want hair in my face. And I just yeah. cut off or my I hair. Or I don't want
2: to get it cut, you know, caught in my weights. That weights. would be horrendous. That's some final mm-hmm. destination shit. Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Ugh. <laughs> Oh
1: my God! Scouse, remember that baby. one time I explained most of Final Destination to Lauren on a bench inside Disneyland because we were...
0: traumatized, Lauren.
1: <laughs> I... Do you remember the
0: guy who's doing the like la- the like uh, Olympic machine in Final Destination? It's like two or three, and yep. then the weights just like s- like let loose and just like slam his head closed. Yep. Ugh.
1: Oh
2: my God. There's always a death for something, Lauren. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. Lose your lose your hair, and you'll be safe. That's, that's, that's why it. Vin Diesel is my favorite superhero.
0: <laughs> Vin Diesel is the least superhero superhero that has ever superheroed.
1: He's very not you to mother, talking isn't he? about how Fast and the Furious are now superhero movies.
0: They are, but like in the dumbest way. Can we talk? I mean, like, okay, at some point, I do want to talk about One Punch Man. But <laughs> the Fast and the Furious movies have gotten ridiculous. And obviously, that's too, on purpose, right? Like, it's yeah. like to a fault. Uh, and that's what I love about them, right? That's what people love about them is how ridicu- more ridiculous each movie gets. Right. But and sometimes the you antics. do just watch them have things. And you know, like in, in the first movie, they're like, it's like a legit, like, gritty drama. The first movie is a gritty drama with like high tension and consequences.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're fast and they're furious. The second movie gets a
0: little funnier, but it's still like a detective story at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's like an undercover cop story. The third one starts to get more ridiculous. The fourth one tries to be as serious as the first one. And then the fifth one onward, they were like, how do we get crazier and crazier every time? And at a certain point, you're like, there's no way you wouldn't be fucking dead by what you did. I think about this every time <laughs> I go on fucking Fast and the Furious Superstars at Universal Studios Hollywood, <laughs> <laughs> where fucking The Rock is just jumping from helicopter to helicopter like a fucking. Tarzan. Yeah, and he just, like, will be on a helicopter that gets shot down by a rock, and he'll just, like, jump down onto a moving car like nothing went wrong. Yeah. And I'm always like, what the fuck? He'd be dead. Deader than dead.
2: And he sticks the landing every time.
0: This is on me, though, because I... I struggle with this because you know I have a very tumultuous relationship with my parents and my siblings. So maybe I just don't know the true power of family.
2: That's true. Yeah. If you if you have family and if you're bald, you're pretty much invincible.
0: And if you have coronas, then you're for sure invincible. You know.
2: See, (laughs) those that's the magic three. Get out of the way, like elder wand. Maybe Saitama
0: would find some joy if he had family. If
2: he had, if he had some family. Well, I mean, Genos is the start of that, right? I assume so. Although he. He gets very annoyed with Genos when he's telling Damn. his backstory. Genos' <laughs> backstory is
0: so fucking funny because it's, it's so literally funny. so boring
2: it is and us just sitting there dying inside and I literally felt so
0: seen in that, where you just ask someone a generic question and they like are like oh do you want to know this and you're like not really and then they still talk to you for like 10 minutes until you like want to blow your brains out <laughs> I was like oh wow did someone put a camera on my day to day life
1: no I was gonna say literally the amount of like conversations I like, end up getting trapped into that i literally have like i can't even say like hey i gotta go or like this is great oh wait i need to be on the anything because they're not taking a single breath there's no pause sometimes
0: or sometimes they're talking so much that you literally see them start getting out of breath and you're like (laughs) breathe (laughs) breathe
2: please (laughs) just just inhale just oh my god
0: god yeah i felt so seen in that scene
1: so i was gonna say the other like really relatable part to me is his dream where he's like feeling happiness for the first time and then he wakes up and it's the real world because that happens to me like all the fucking time especially when it comes to (laughs) deadlines of things that like i may have not completed on time ah (laughs) and so i'll like complete it just in time in my dream and it's like cool i'm like finally i could relax great job and then i wake up i'm just like oh yeah I missed it. Fuck. The I'm worst part so would be: now.
0: Have you dreamt that you finished it and didn't realize it was a dream, and then you were like, "Oh shit, I wasn't real."
1: Oh, Honestly, man. the amount of times I've had dreams about completing essays, I'm just like, "Ugh!" And like, literally, the whole dream is me writing the essay, like sitting on the couch, doing the laptop, moving to the bedroom, etc., and then waking up and being like, "Oh, I have not done a single thing, but for the last eight hours, I did." fuck oh that's (laughs) that's my Genos moment for this
0: (laughs) podcast i also can i say i love throughout this show i mean throughout the entire show just the the level of difference that there is in every villain and hero it's got some of the most interesting heroes and villains of any show i've ever seen Mm. at Mm. every level what there's a there's this uh, S rank here, like highest ranked hero, who is literally just a guy in a dog suit who acts <laughs> like a dog.
1: Oh, I. About him. Oh my and God. then,
0: and then you have villains that are like as intense as something like a vaccine man, where it's like I am, you know, a creation of this earth sent to destroy humanity, who is a plague to this earth, mm-hmm. destroying its natural resources, warring on it, literally killing this planet. I am the vaccine to the plague that is humanity. And then you have Krablante, who's like, I'm a man who ate too many crabs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's PJ at Shabu. They don't have Shabu. They don't have, they crabs don't have crab shabu. No. Oh, they have some sort of. They Maybe. have seafood. They, <laughs> they have do some have sort seafood. Of
0: seafood. It's That's all those That's PJ same. at a
1: but seafood not... buffet with crabs crab. specifically. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's PJ at Crab Shack. Joe's Crab Shack? No, I just want crab, Skylar.
0: Sponsor us, Joe's Crab Shack, you cowards. <laughs>
2: you <can't laughs> do it, you cowards. <laughs>
0: you all, my fellow weebs. PJ here. Thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. We are super sorry for the delay on this week's episode. To quote Ian Malcolm, life uh, finds a way to ruin your podcast editing schedule. Work has been quite a lot for us lately, but it should be normalizing, and so should our posting schedule. Speaking of our posting schedule, if you have been listening to all the rest of the episodes this month, you already know this, but if you have not, know that we are only a few days away from us taking all of our old bonus episodes and moving them over to our Patreon. All told, it is just 7 episodes, so it won't be a huge blow to the back catalog here on the main feed, but if you've been holding off on listening to such greats as our episode on the hilariously inappropriate anime dub of Ghost Stories, or our in-depth conversation on gatekeeping in anime with the triumvirate podcast Cassandra Clark, now is the time to listen before they go back into the disney vault or i guess the kawaii disappointment vault however if you do miss that cutoff and you're looking to listen to those episodes or any of the amazing bonus content that we have put out over the last few months head on over to our patreon after this episode to listen to all of that bonus content Earlier this month, we released our Reduce Redo for May, where we had Lord watch Naruto, so if you want to hear her thoughts on one of the greatest shonen of all time, just want to hear PJL about that damn swing again, or are just excited to hear any of the other bonus content we've released or have planned to come down the pipeline, like our May Kawaii Desu Wrap-Up, where we answer patron-submitted questions, talk about our favorite moments of the month, and let you know ahead of everyone else what the theme of next month will be, you can find us on Patreon by searching Kawaii Disappointment, or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbosh and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Kilua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebel in an Isekai, and Jellums. And our Kawaii Desu patron, our $3 tier, Eliza L. You are all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at kawaitasupod, or go to kawaitasupod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D dcom Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, write us five stars on Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcasting app tells you to do to show you care. It really does help. We will see you all again next month as we start off our new theme. Tune in on our social media on the first to see what that theme will be. Or if you're a patron, listen to our May Kawaii Desu wrap up to get a sneak preview of that theme. Now, back to the podcast.
2: I did have a question because throughout the episode, Saitama keeps saying he's just he's a hero. It's his hobby. So what does he do for a living? Do you find out?
0: Nothing right now.
2: He's just saying because he was struggling to find employment. Right then he found the crab man, and he's like, "I'm going to become the strongest man and the best hero." And he has, and he even you know, keeps reiterating, like, "This have is a, a hobby." He,
0: I, he doesn't have a job. He's just he's like just uh, unemployed. Yeah, he's just unemployed. He uh, is a big bargain shopper. You know. Yeah, I
2: did see him. Yeah, at the supermarket in his super suit. Just- <laughs> Buying normal groceries—that was pretty funny. I you
1: think probably he has... have welfare, a uh, welfare programs. I'm I mean, sure considering they do. the fact
0: that, like, every villain, let's also not be you know coy about it, it basically destroys the city
2: every single Incredible. time. Yeah, just so like you know what, it must it. be hard
0: to keep a job.
2: So, like, it there's must probably be. good
0: social welfare, social welfare programs in place.
2: There's got to be because yeah, no, every single villain just part of the city is just completely gone. Every time. And, I mean, not for nothing, when Saitama's fighting them. it just gone. No there more city. There must be
0: a... And, you know, this isn't really covered, because it doesn't need to be. But, like, there must be such a huge, like... You know, like, in Marvel, you know, you have damage control. control. mm mm-hmm. uh, You know, and there must be, like, a huge damage control s- section and sector in this city, but also, like, in this world. So, like, this isn't really covered too much ever. Like, but... Um... The world of One Punch Man is like, it's a world where there's just one giant supercontinent, like Pangea, basically.
1: Okay. Oh, so, like, okay. there
0: isn't, like, Japan in America, but, like, it's still the same thing. So, like, Saitama is called Saitama because he's from the Saitama Prefecture, which is a real place in Japan. Mm, so, like, just... it's still there, right? Society is still there. Um, and. Like, the countries are still separate, but it is one giant super continent. So there's not like, oh, you need to fly to America. It's so like, we need to take the train to America okay. or whatever. Okay. You We still fly, but whatever. Okay. Um, so what's really interesting about that, though, is, like, these heroes, these villains can essentially try to destroy as much as they can. And they do destroy a lot. They have to have a really good, like, evacuation protocol. Because mm-hmm. every villain, at every point, there was always a point where it's like, ah, everyone's gone. There's no one here to kill. You yes. know? Yeah, There's and not I mean, a that's... ton of casualties happening all the time, but there are still a lot of casualties, right? Like I was even Crablante, Crablante just had like a bajillion people, like that was like not a bajillion, but he still had like ten, twenty bodies behind him. Mm-hmm. and yeah. then you I go mean, to yeah, like the mosquito, the mos- lady. but you know, look at the mosquito Ooh. lady, like. Her whole thing was like, dang, there's no one in the city for me to suck dry except for that one guy."
2: So I guess we're gonna just get him. Go and... with
0: the woodland animals, you know?
2: Yeah. Oh, so, the that was so they clearly have.
0: So they clearly have like a good like, hey, villains nearby, evacuate your house is probably gonna get
2: destroyed. Right. Yeah. Honestly, my one complaint for this was there was too much animal death in the second episode with yeah, this lady. Yeah. What is this?
1: Inuyasha and horses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was a program. But yeah, no. That made me very sad when all of the animals were just left to dust. I'm glad he punched her. He
0: didn't <sighs> even punch her, he swatted her.
1: Yeah, he I did. was gonna say she went flying. It was great. It was a good time. It was great.
0: You know, um Genos is like so cocky at the beginning of his like entrance. And mm-hmm. it's his hero debut essentially yeah and so he's like very like ha 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 i am genos i am here to destroy you and then she's like and you know they're like kind of going tit for tat for a bit Mm -hmm. but then the second she gets all the blood like yeah she just starts wrecking his shit and immediately he's like damn try to kill myself i guess here we go
1: (laughs) (laughs) me anytime i fucking encounter any
2: inconvenience oh damn i guess this is it (laughs) self-destruct man (laughs)
1: Oh my god! I was literally talking to my friend, and I was just like, "Wow! If I just fucking killed myself right now, I wouldn't have to do this final."
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! But you just see, you just need your Saitama who comes over and just you know handles it all, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna (laughs) fall
1: (laughs) for helping me through my fucking final."
2: Yeah, there you go. See,
0: um, yeah, I helped Skylar study for her final, and I think without that, she would have definitely failed.
2: There you go. (laughs) PJ's the real hero of this podcast. (laughs)
1: to percent. <laughs> End of my life. See? Oh, <laughs>
0: that's, that's so cute.
2: All right. Well, I mean, you know, like you know, what's all. so cool
0: about this show and how not cool? You are PJ. I just love how stupid also everyone looks like, like this fucking ball chin boy. Oh wait. Hey, this boy deserved to die. Let's be oh my honest. God. He deserved to die.
2: That reveal was so funny because the crab man's like, I'm going after this big chin kid. You're like, okay. And then you see him, you're like, oh, you're a monster.
0: <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, <laughs> he's I, just dri- I just do nipples on this guy in the park. And then when like Tom was trying to save him, he's like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, but my soccer ball. Like, I hate this kid. He's so such a much.
2: little jerk. I did not like him. Yeah, no. he. I would, you know, the crab man can have him.
0: Yep, 100%. I agree.
2: I mean, the crab man's dead now because Saitama killed him, but he could have taken the kid out with him.
0: <laughs> can oh I say, God. you know, it's a fucking funny, there are so many funny moments in this show, but the one moment that had me cackling, cackling on the couch was when the Brain and Braun brothers, when Brain is like, Kill the guy on your shoulder, and Bob <laughs> literally doesn't even like look. He just and then immediately swats his brother to death. It's just like, yes. what, pam? And just kills his brother. <laughs> and then he's like, brother.
1: <laughs> and again, it's Bryce. So like, you know exactly what it sounds like. And
0: it's just so funny because he's like. Hey, it's just because, you know, obviously if you didn't watch the episode with us, you have his brother on his left sh- his like right shoulder and then side to him on his left shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he's his brother's been there the whole time. It's not like he's like, oh no, I was confused. But he just tells him like kill the guy on your shoulder. And rather than go, swat at the side to my side, he just kills his brother in one swat. He does. And then like, it's like silence for like four seconds. Like nothing happens. And then he realizes and he <laughs> screams. I literally was dying laughing. <laughs>
2: it was so Funny yeah, you just see oh, like the
0: blood splatter smear of like his brother's like lab coat on his palm. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps baby blaming Saitama. He's like, you did this, and I'm like, no he didn't. He you're did not. Technically
2: he did. him and his brother did that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Fucking idiots.
2: Oh my god. That was so funny. So funny. A lot of this was funny, though. I loved the... Yeah, the show
0: never stops being funny. It is, at the end of the day, like, low-key a gag manga. And, you know, I do love a good gag manga, especially when you have, like, all-powerful characters. But this is, like, towing the line between being a gag manga and a serious manga. You know, it's not like something like Arale, where it's literally just there for gags and goofs. Mm-hmm. Um, just
2: for gags and goops. <laughs> was it saying Mr.
1: Otsumatsu? Mr. Otsumatsu. Well,
0: I mean, something <laughs> like Arale. Like, what I love about something like Arale, which is uh, this little cyborg girl who's essentially all powerful. And one of my favorite things they ever did was they had a, a filler episode of Dragon Ball Super where they met Arale and she's just fucking wiping the floor with Vegeta the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> he's just fucking wrecking his shit it's so fucking funny and she's just like a little girl just like playing with him
2: that's incredible but, like
0: something like that versus like saitama where it is like yeah he's still that same level of powerful but like there's existential crises that go along with that but he's also yeah. still funny and mm-hmm. you know he has like this cast of cast of ridiculous superheroes around him and super villains that all have these like intense like moral like repercussions to everything and they all look at everything with these big ideals and lofty goals mm-hmm. and then it doesn't matter because literally every superhero from like your lowest, your lowest C-class heroes and you know the best C-class heroes uh, to your like S-rank heroes are having these grand conflicts with you know villains that are pushing them to the brink and they're almost dying and it's like these grand warfares and none of it matters because Saitama like, can come up and just Wop-bop. that's it
2: <laughs> and Wop-bop. that's the thing too he just like walks in and he just kind of sits there for a second, has a a witty line, punches him and it's over. <laughs> and
0: yeah. you know, even as the show goes on, like you will have like you do have like those bigger threats where it is like people have been fighting this guy for like an episode and a half to two episodes. It is like a standard anime where like, you know, everyone's giving it their all, the heroes are sac- making sacrifice plays and everything. And then finally Saitama shows up but he's like, What bam.
1: Done.
2: <laughs> it's very uh when Captain Marvel came down. Oh my god! With During mandos. the last fight, yeah. yeah, or when Scarlet Witch finally joined, and everyone was like, "Why was she? Why was she not here earlier?" She was sad. No, we know, we know she was sad, right? But everyone who was <laughs> fighting was like, "Why wasn't she here earlier?" <laughs> she was blipped. She just came back, guys. No, no, I'm not saying that she should have shown up sooner. That's the whole. That was the gag part, right? The gag and goof. <laughs> the gag. Well, we're all just goof.
0: here for the gags and the goofs. <laughs>
2: That's going to be, like, the store we open.
1: Gags, Gags and, and goops.
0: That's just the store that Fred and George open in Harry Potter. Yeah,
1: yeah the and name's and that's already the taken. the UK. This is the US.
0: The far worse US version of something. <laughs> <laughs> just like the Aviarad One Punch Man movie. Ooh. I literally hope it has fallen apart because of the pandemic, because I literally do not trust Avi Arad to do anything. He only does something good when he lets someone else take charge. So, like, obviously, he's in charge of, like, most of Sony's production, right? So, like, obviously, you could also be like, but Avi Arad did Into the Spider-Verse. But Avi Arad is also... Not really involved in like the success of Spider-Verse. He is involved in the marketing and push for movies like Morbius and Venom and El Muerto and you know, he's he's not and he was in charge of he's always been in charge of Sony's like Marvel properties and he's never mm-hmm. had a done a good job with them.
1: And that's why no. we still don't have a good Fantastic Four.
0: Nope. Different things. <laughs>
1: It is and a Tesla different thing. Chapter Four was owned
0: by a different thing than Sony. Skyler, was was not a Cut thing. Cut this
1: out. Cut this out. Nope. Anyways, We're but Venom was it. good.
0: <laughs> Venom was good. I doubt by any in any Venom part due to Carnage Avirad.
2: was great. I mean, it's kind of like George Lucas with Star Wars, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but that said, you know, One Punch Man is just—it's so fun, it's so funny, and mm-hmm. it's also just a really good action anime. The they animation also is also good. really good. Like,
2: yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. When everyone is like in that really intense, more classic anime style, it is beautiful. It's so nice. And then you have the the cutaways to the the more simplistic drawing and it just adds to the story and the art um, during
0: like real fights is really good like the fight yeah. against the, the mole man was amazing Insane. amazingly animated so and, you know good. you do really feel so bad for santa wakes up because you do feel the intense sense of joy and passion you literally see his heart his heart re-flame itself like mm-hmm. the passion yeah.
2: reignite and then he wakes watch up. it all go away as He's just yeah. lying there. You and watch also, know, all of it.
1: It's so fucking funny, though, when it's, it was basically a premonition.
0: Well, yeah, because- I was like, I was, I remember watching this for the first time, and I was like, Is Saitama also psychic? Like, right.
1: <laughs> an ESP or an, an esper. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a, what is it? There's a 78% chance it's already raining. <laughs> I haven't
2: seen it. That might be sense. the right
0: percentage, but you get it. <laughs> <laughs> also, the only other part I want to talk about, because it is also so fucking funny, is that Saitama, no matter how powerful, he's literally the strongest, fastest person in the world. The like, whole right? world. Yes. Cannot fucking stop this mosquito.
2: Oh my god. When he went up against that mosquito, I was like, that's your nemesis. That's your end-all be-all. You can't catch this one little bug. He's literally Ugh.
0: hitting it with like the power that has killed <laughs> like god-level threats, and it's just like <sighs>
2: there it goes oh my god it was nice that he finally killed the mosquito lady because i was like that's vindication
0: i like how stupid he's too he's like yeah you got him to bug off huh (laughs) (laughs) when uh when jenos does his like reciprocal burst uh, and like ignites everything including saitama's clothes off
2: and he's just naked the rest of the time
1: (laughs) i love all the falling props in front of him
2: that way you don't see anything oh my god So funny. Is anime
0: also horny as hell? Is it? Oh, I just mean like in character designs because Mosquito Lady was horny as hell. Oh, she was, yeah. Genesis design is horny as hell. Like, they, like, you know what I mean? Like, the anime isn't horny. Like, at no point are you like, ah, sex stuff. Because honestly, Saitama (laughs) is basically asexual.
2: Right, yeah.
0: Because he has no feeling in his heart anymore. I don't even think he would have been sexual before that. But regardless, like, all the females are drawn super hot, all the men are drawn like, for the most part uh, pretty attractive like the traditional male heroes mm-hmm. and that's what I mean by horny like you know like one of the main villains like one of the bigger quote unquote villains you meet later on is like this like dominatrix uh, like demon that oh. like controls all people through like sexual motivation so like it's horny in that regard like it's not actually horny but like there's no reason that mosquito lady needed to be like oh yeah fill me with all that liquid <laughs>
2: <laughs> You know, it's true, and she became hotter when she like glowed up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I mean.
0: Which honestly, I think is more of a critique and like a, more like a joke and a play on the fact that these villains and heroes are so horny in like their mediums. Like you and, know, they <laughs> are also hot. Like why you know even in like American stuff, like Harley Quinn is a sex sexualized yeah, she's character. A sex Catwoman symbol. is a sexualized mm-hmm. character. You know, right. like
2: mm-hmm. so, I mean, like, even Batman, right? Yeah, no, for yeah, sure, all of them. When they gave him nipples. Hmm? he's the crab man he's the
1: crab man (laughs) Joel Schumacher
0: but all of that said you know I really it's you know there's a lot to say about One Punch Man I think I just want to keep talking about it forever because I want to tell you guys everything else that happens. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see if you even want to know all of that. (laughs)
2: That's Uh, a good question. But before we
0: even move on to something like that, let's move on to the music of One Punch Man.
2: Yeah. Woo!
0: So let's talk about our OP. That OP is the hero, Ikareru Ken Nihono Otsukeru, which means hero set fire to the furious fist by Jam Project. Bye. Lauren, tell me what you thought of that OP.
2: It was so much fun. It was like everything was so perfect, and it was that like traditional hero song paired with these amazing visuals. It was such a fun time. I loved this intro.
0: Yeah, it gets you really pumped up. Like, yeah. super mm-hmm. hype for the anime, but also in general. Like,
2: you're like, I could punch people. Like, <laughs> I could just, I could get rid of someone with one punch. Yeah, That's like, me.
0: It really, like, I, like this is like a good sign to put like on a workout play like on a workout oh, playlist. Yeah. If you're like definitely. doing 100%. weightlifting,
2: oh yeah,
0: yeah. This is on uh, on your like gains playlist,
2: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that.
1: Like, it doesn't really give away the comedy; it keeps it pretty straight lace and like really serious. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It definitely embraces the hero aspect of oh, the yeah. show.
1: And like what PJ said, it just gets you fucking pumped. Mm-hmm. And what you said, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you guys said. It gets you fucking pumped. It does. Fucking pumped. Fucking pumped.
2: <laughs> That's gonna be our shirt design. Oh, good.
0: That'd be great. Uh, yeah, no, it's such a good OP. I love it.
2: Wonderful. Great time. Loved it.
0: Our ED is mm. Hoshi saki ni Mitsukete Ageru, which means I'll find it before the stars for you by Hiroko Moriguchi. hiya. <laughs> 帰ってきてね電話 me Lauren what did you think of that outro
2: this is the complete opposite of the intro but it still fits the anime so perfectly because this is this is what Saitama is struggling with right like he is that hero that you see in the intro but the outro really encapsulates his struggle and what he's his loneliness and his depression and like the solitariness he has in his life it was so beautiful I loved the visuals too like the dulled colors and just these stills of like the city that's empty. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. And
1: it's so nostalgic for, like, other early 90s, late 80s mm-hmm. intro and outros for anime. Okay. And, like, it definitely, like, if you took the song and you made it the ending for a Yu Yu Hakusho, like, wouldn't have noticed Yeah, at all. I completely
0: agree. I think it is purposefully, like, a throwback to... More those classic. Classic shonen songs. Mm. Like because mm-hmm. like it is such a nostalgic sound that they go for too. Like it's not just like the oh you chimes. know. Yeah. Like mm. it's got like such a such a motif that it's following that it, it feels right. like one of those throwbacks. Yeah. It's
1: like an R R and B ballad. Yes. It's a good time. Ugh. It was beautiful.
0: Yeah, you absolutely love it. What a great o- what a great intro. What a great outro for very different reasons. So, I mean, I think there's only one thing left to talk about, which is moving on to our segment. What modern contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, tell me who you think would have done a good job with "Hero Set Fire to the Furious Fist."
2: Um, I feel like there's only two right answers for oh. this. Yeah, for this immediately artist, immediately calling
0: Skylar and I out. Okay.
2: I'm listen, maybe we'll all go for the same one and or two. Doubt it. Um, okay. Oh. Well, <laughs> I went for the one that encapsulates the the vibe and the vocals. I feel the vocals really reminded me of Guns N' Roses. So, huh. that's who I am saying. Well, I could I can see that a lot. That's Welcome to the Jungle specifically. Yeah,
0: I feel like uh, Guns N' Roses is it heavy enough for this? But yeah, no, you're right. Vocally, it is like perfect. And vibe wise, yeah. it definitely gets there. Yes, I think, right. Uh while Welcome to the Jungle is definitely one of the heavier Guns N' Roses songs, mm-hmm, this is so mm-hmm. thrashy sure. right. that I think it's like just slightly off, but no, like vocally, like you're right. The like Axel, yeah, no. Axel hits it perfectly. Axel yes, is right. a great choice for this.
2: Thank you,
1: thank you.
0: And thank I think you. I think Welcome to the Jungle is a great choice.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I think PJ and I may have gone with the same no, band, but I'm not sure. I know we
0: did. This is why I oh. felt so called out when you were like, there's only two choices. Because I know I went <laughs> with someone that no one else has picked.
2: Oh, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I guess we'll go second yeah, let's, then. Let's hear who everyone else picked.
1: So I went with Megadeth, Tornado of Souls. I think Tornado of Souls is like a little bit slower, but I think the voice and the vibes are still there.
0: Yeah, I think Megadeth is another great choice. I think Megadeth mm-hmm. goes a lot more thrash, but is less Very good Vocally. So I think like if you had Megadeth with like 1980s (laughs) Axl Rose singing vocals, like we'd be like, wow, was this jam session (laughs) or whatever they're called? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I think it's great.
2: Yeah, no, I really like this choice. Nice job.
0: Yeah, great, great on the thrash. I did not do as good of a job as both of you, so, like, oh. that's why I just keep uh, feeling called out. of like, oh, you guys picked, like, actually good artists. Okay.
1: Oh, I thought this was going to be the opposite. No, 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 no. I just, like, I, I, w-
0: I think you guys went for, like, I I tried too hard, I think. Like, I went so far out of the realm. You guys picked, like, mm-hmm. songs that artists people know, and I'm over here like, ah, yes, Stand Up and Fight by Tutti Sass.
1: <laughs> it's definitely more melodic. But I still like it.
2: I like it too. I they do reach the deeper register you have in like the the beginning part of the song, and it is very thrashy. So it it is a good it is a good choice. Well, see,
1: I think that's. I mean, I think it's way more melodic. Well, this is actually a
0: genre of music called melodic thrash.
1: Woo! Okay, well, we're we're both both right. right.
2: Uh wait okay Lord you said it could only you said Guns N' Roses that was my okay. ultimate pick yeah I also yeah you said
1: it could only be two people
2: what yes. was the second person the second one I had was ACDC I, I do knew, not see, think
0: ACDC is it I
2: thought you were gonna go with ACDC no I was listening to them and I was listening to the intro again and again I was like this. Especially when he's, like, doing the really high notes in the beginning and the end. I'm like, that's Axl
0: Rose. So I think we were all trying to capture, like, slightly different parts. A different parts. part of the song. I was yeah. trying
1: to capture the instrumental part.
0: See, exactly. We all went totally different parts mm-hmm. of the song. And, yeah, I think if you want someone to sing the what Then you go straight Axel Rose. If you want some of the Oyo Hero part, you go Tootie Sauce. If you just want some solid thrash to back it up, you go Megadeth. So, oh my God,
2: we were all right.
0: We (laughs) vibed. We all right. We vibed. I'll take it.
1: Teamwork.
0: So then let's move on to our outro song, which is I'll find it before the stars for you. Lauren, tell me who you picked for that.
2: I, this was so lyrical and the, the artist in particular, like I really focused on her, her vocals and it kept sending me back to my musical theater days for some reason. Um, So I've used this artist before, but I think she's still could do justice to this song. I'm saying uh, Leia Salonga Every Time We Fall.
1: It's not who I went with, but it was literally on the list I was like going through.
0: I think this is really good. I do think it goes a lot more like early two thousands pop mm-hmm. than this song is. And I do think Leia's like a way deeper register.
2: She can go high.
0: Leia's still a great choice. Like I think she's a perfect vibe match for what yeah. we're going for here.
1: So far you're my favorite Lauren.
0: The oh, only one. Well <laughs> All right, Scarlett, go for it.
1: Okay. I'm much more less confident in my I'm answer.
0: I'm much for more this. less confident in my answer, she <laughs> says. I'm also much more less confident in my answer. Again, as I've always said, my critiques don't mean mine is better.
2: <laughs> right.
1: It just, it's frustrating because, again, this reminds me of something and I just can't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went with Out of the Blue
2: by Debbie Gibson. <laughs> I think it's a great choice. That's an amazing choice. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, fucking you. perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I mean, Debbie Gibson sounds, sounds great. A,
0: a, like, sounds perfect for it. I think the she vibe, really is, does. Uh, the musical vibe isn't like obviously a one for one match, but it's definitely the right era of music for sure. Yes. Yeah, completely I completely agree. Phenomenal. I wish you would have gone last. Eighty six. Yeah, I wish you would have gone last because uh, it is Ooh, not oh. as good as my choice. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's a lot better than my choice.
2: Oh. Let's see, I, and
0: again this is the second for both the intro and the outro it's both like ah yes you guys went with like these like well-established artists that everyone knows that are great choices and i'm over here like ah yes this obscure artist so i went you with
1: a theme going on today So i went
0: with a song mystery blue by noelani cipriano oh
1: i love it it's a little bit more funky it's a lot
0: more funky but i think it was like era vibe but mm-hmm. more so like i think noelani's vocals were really good obviously not as good as debbie gibson's but here we
2: mm. are here we are you know i, think, I still think yeah i think she's still a really good choice and i think she could do justice to this song
0: well you know what good choices all around uh mm-hmm, you absolutely love mm-hmm. to see it as always which that means that is that is the end of our music segment so there's only one thing left to do take a quick break and watch some additional context some additional clips and get lauren's closing thoughts on One which man so we'll be right back stay tuned Alright, we're back. We had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional heroes, some additional villains, and some additional, or I guess just one at a time, punches.
2: <laughs> just one <laughs> at a time.
0: <laughs> Tell me, Lauren, after all of that, again, mm. this show is very funny. It's very fun. But it also, again, poses this very interesting moral conundrum that Saitama has of What it means to be a hero, what it means to kind of be powerful and the responsibility that comes with power, you know, and outside of all of that, it can still have those messages and have these amazing fights that have real consequences, but also still are inconsequential the second that Saitama shows up. So it's a very interesting show of dichotomies. There's mm-hmm. there's, a, there's two sides to everything, even in the art style. And right. it is very fascinating to watch. And I'm curious if you would want to watch more of that. And I'll ask you the question, Lauren, would you keep watching One Punch Man?
2: I wasn't sure what to make of this. I had heard PJ talk about talk about it like in passing before, so I knew he enjoyed it. And it made me nervous going in because I was like, what if I don't like it? But the humor and Saitama himself and the world... And the art style, I fell in love with all of it instantly, so I will absolutely keep watching One Punch Man. Yay! You
0: absolutely love to see it. It is one of my favorites, so I'm very happy. And you know <laughs> what? Another kawaii success to round out Superhero Month as we finish it up here. It's always great when we get a clean sweep on the month, and we got yeah. one here on Superpowered Month. I have to ask you, did you end up with a favorite character throughout these two episodes?
2: Of course I did. I mean, it's Saitama, right? It's It's gotta be. Right. It's-
0: <laughs> yeah, Saitama, Saitama is great I mean yeah. as someone who is like All the way into uh, As someone who is like all the way through the show As much as I love Saitama He's a great protagonist There are characters mm-hmm. I love a lot more than Saitama
2: So who's your favorite then?
0: Um, but it's characters you guys haven't met
2: Got it. So okay. if
0: we're talking season one My favorite character is Mugen Rider Just because he's got the biggest heart Of like any hero in the mm-hmm. world
2: Okay that's sweet
0: And if we're talking just as a whole, my favorite character is probably Garou, the human monster. Uh, He is the best villain the show could ever have. And I just, I love him so much. Like, I love Garou and his progression and his story and everything. He is so good. I love Garou. He's my favorite character.
1: (laughs) I love Genos. I like his, like... His constant, uh, just like on, like anime protagonist, hero, like monologuing, just like, wow, I really get, it's very, um, (laughs) was it Blackwing from um, Psyche K? Is that his name? Yeah. And you know oh what I love and you
0: remind me like I love that in the show like everyone does have their like move names where it's like reciprocal burst, fourth wave, incineration wave and it's like, like
2: consecutive normal punches <laughs>
1: <laughs> that just
2: do so much more than anyone else's massive powers.
1: I think characters like Genos
2: like really ups up the humor for 100% like, mm-hmm. like- well,
0: Genos is your straight man, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. And it allows Saitama to be himself.
0: And even though Saitama is inherently a straight man, but he's a straight man in the same way as like Psyche or Sakamoto are a straight man. It's straight for the sake of comedy because yes. it's not actually your straight man, you know?
2: Right, right, right. Yeah, no, they play off of each other so well. Yeah, I mm-hmm, absolutely love mm-hmm. it.
0: But yeah, those are our favorite characters, which means there's only one thing left to do.
1: It's time for... Is there an AMV for that? AMV. Music videos. Is there an AMV
0: All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for One Punch Man.
2: So looking at Saitama's relationship with his his new disciple um, and hoping that they're going to continue to be, you know, teacher and student, I went with "Believer" by Imagine Dragons.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no question about it. "Believer" by Imagine Dragons, one hundred percent. There's a bunch of One Punch Man Uh, AMVs to that. "Believer." uh, We've talked about this before. Uh, If you were to have like a modern Mount Rushmore of AMVs, because obviously you have like the uh, the classic Mount Rushmore of AMVs. You know, you have Evanescence, Lincoln Park, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cascada. (laughs)
2: <laughs> honestly um
0: you know i think your modern Korn. has a lot of a lot of uh, imagine dragons so oh. uh phenomenal choice believer oh, by you. imagine dragons has several one punch man amvs yay so that is three points in the book
2: Woo-hoo. hell yeah i haven't done very well this month so this i to say finally is it's your redemption <laughs> nice.
0: arc let's see how <laughs> strong the redemption arc is though
1: oh god because Lauren, mm-hmm. do you honestly think that there could be a possibility of there being
2: what?
0: Do you honestly believe that there <laughs> do is you a chance? Honestly think? <laughs>
2: Just think Oh what, I'm not allowed to switch it up? In my good Christian Kawaii disappointment podcast. <laughs> do you honestly think Do you
0: honestly think that there is, you dumb bitch? <laughs>
2: Keep this
1: all in. I, Do I not. will. I will. This is really funny. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Lauren, the time yes. has come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there is an envy for One Punch Man to Evanescence? To Evanescence? Bring me to What life? was that? One Punch <laughs> Man.
0: Was that like your Macho Man, Randy, Savage impression? You were like, The cream will rise to the top of One Punch Man. What? <laughs> 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 lauren will there be one amv to rule them all here with one punch man
2: do you actually think you could fucking do it
0: uh, yeah <laughs> lauren yeah uh, what do you think will there be an amv to one punch man for evidence creepy to life
2: yes absolutely there's going to be there's going to be probably so many we can't count
1: Not me nagging Lauren.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're really brave to wear that. I could never do it.
0: It's really brave of you to just say things on the podcast without thinking about them. Like, I could never.
1: (laughs) I could never. (laughs) Do you honestly think? No.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, Lauren. There are a bunch. You are completely right. So that is four points in the book. Your redemption arc complete. Saitama would be indifferent, but Genos would be proud.
2: Genos would be proud. Saitama would probably be like, just get to the point.
0: <laughs> Saitama would Saitama would be like, what? what is uh, Evanescence's bring me to life?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he wishes he could be brought back to life oh, in his heart. In his oh.
0: heart. All right. Well, that said, four points in the book. A kawaii success in the book and a phenomenal way to close out Superhero Month. You absolutely- Yay! love to see it super powered month again let me clarify sunny boy makes this not a superhero month but it is a super powered month but with all of that said lauren thank you for going on this journey with us down this super super powered path here in the month of may
2: thank you for having me it was a really fun supery time
0: super duper Well, uh, thank you. I'm glad you had a good time. And Mm -hmm. I hope you had a fun time. But more importantly, I hope our listeners had a good and fun time. I hope they had a One Punch time, a A onpon time. time. Because fun fact, Saitama is low-key a parody of this Japanese mascot called Onpon Man, which is why he is also called Wanpon Man. But (laughs) I I don't know. I just remember to bring that up now time. But uh, all of that time aside, we hope your wait until next time isn't a kawaii disappointment I've been PJ
1: I've been Skylar I've been Lauren
0: and on one two three we got to do our best like one punch intro scream alright one, okay,
1: one punch, one, one punch!
0: alright I think some of those were probably <laughs> legible
1: alright so. bye everyone <laughs> bye, <laughs> bye.